I'm on a porch, get money, you know that we never could get a divorce. Say you the plug, when nigga might have been the source. Why me pull up in that brand new porch? Uh, cause do I teach you this shit like a chorus? Bitch, I'm like ghost, I got power, of course. Invested my money and ran up a check. Now man, I hot like a motherfucking torch. Uh, I got a habit, got gotta keep going, cause I cannot get standing when you get in money. Welcome back on the porch. You here with your boy Mike, and you know. You got here with your boy BJ Riley, man. For sure, for sure, man. We appreciate all the support, everything you all been doing for us, everything, all the likes, subscribers, everything that you all been doing. We love it, and hey, y'all just keep doing that. And make sure y'all go follow us on Instagram at on the porch underscore on the porch. Hey, Mike, I saw a couple videos at a hundred views. We get up through that, no cap. We get up through that. A hundred views. We out of there. We out of there. Hey, get hundred views. We over here getting all types of like love, you know. I mean, people I be getting be on the podcast. People want to be on the podcast. Hey, this jump, it's really been going. You feel me? I think it's catching on. I got like a couple friends. They'll just be like, "Are you on the porch today?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, for, we for sure. We we always on the porch. We always trying to get and get y'all folks some game. But I mean, pretty much, we do appreciate all the support. We do appreciate. Everything you all been telling us, the advice, anything that we've been doing, please give us y'all feedback. Let us know how y'all feel about it. What's some things we could change? And as y'all can see, we got a different setup today. Yeah, we got a different setup. Like we saying, we like all the the um, the support, the comments, the advice that you give us. Like somebody came back with some advice. It was like, I don't like how open it is and free it is. You guys are like on there just cussing too much too loose it's like unprofessional but we're like that's what the podcast is all about by just being yourself being open being loose and showing you that you don't got to be uptight and have a stick in your butt to operate in business for sure for sure let you know that you could be free bro be you you ain't got to too much worry about changing exactly who you are to be able to go out be be successful now i'm saying there is some things that are bad habits that can take you in a, down a detrimental path but as long as you're able to control those habits and you're able to understand what is harming you and what is helping you, you'll be all right. Okay, okay, okay. But with that being said, man, might be, what's something that you learned from this week that's going to help you catapult forward? What's something that you just took from this week and just looked at it as a learning lesson instead of like a loss or yeah? Um, shit, pretty much, stop expecting people to be different than who they are. Mm. That's something I learned this week, right? You, if you, if people has pro have proven to you time and time again that there is no changing, they are who they are. You really can't be mad at them. You have to be mad at yourself for continuing going back and dealing with those individuals. Exactly. If somebody show you that they're a cheater and they cheat on you three times, don't act shocked. Then throw a fit. Don't act shocked if they go do it again. You feel me? If you find them texting they ex i mean that's what happens that's what they do so just like that example came from pretty much we're working with a buyer right now for one of our properties that we got that's supposed to be closed we're supposed to close this deal two weeks ago he still hasn't closed to this day and he i talked to him today and he just like i'm out of the country this man made an excuse <laughs> this man made an excuse and said he got shot swear to god he said he got shot and he i was promise like, you I, I went up to the office he's in an at his desk like normal I don't see no bandages <laughs> No like inhibited movement this, He's like performing daily tasks So I'm not sure if he got shot or not And, and it seemed like Tell him about the last the last excuse he made uh, Oh what, the not this time The last time yeah. Oh the last time And that's what I'm saying I'm mad at all, I'm mad at me for continuing working with him Even though he do close But he's not the most pleasant person to work with And what could happen is He could ruin the reputation representation of your business The reputation of your business so you got to be careful with that. But the last excuse he said was, uh, my, my, my phone fell in the middle of the ocean, so I wasn't able to do it. <laughs> what, bro? And, and that, that, I'm, so if, if anybody else, I'm pretty sure you guys would have stopped working with him at that moment. If you would have stopped working with him at that moment when he said his phone fell in the middle of the ocean, Put a thumbs up in the put a thumbs up in the comments. I'm pretty sure everybody would have stopped. But me being stupid and just expecting people to do different, just because. And the reason I expected him to do different is because the next deal or a couple of deals after that, he did okay. That's what happened. He started doing okay, but he still got those bad characteristics of I'm gonna do things when I want to do things. So you can't go off of what somebody is doing. One or two times, you got to go off what they're doing repeatedly. 
right? So if they already prove to you that they're not good to work with, just because they do something good one time doesn't mean they're a good person. That's not what that means. Yeah, because if you work with somebody long enough or you just like around somebody long enough, they're going to eventually show you like who they are like on a deeper level. So like it's easy to like weave that out and just see who's who. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But just to piggyback off of what he said, a big lesson that I took oh, yeah. from this week is since Mike rudely didn't ask me I was about to what ask I learned from this week. He just looked at me <laughs> like... Okay, I was like, drinking my drink, man. You know, I gotta, I gotta get in my system. Yeah, I drink my drink too. Hold on. Pause for the drink break. <sighs> All right, <laughs> but something I took from this week, just to piggyback off with what he said, like in your personal life, also it correlates to your business life. Know when to cut ties with like a person. If you're just hanging around a person, all they do is smoke, drink, want to get lit. Go chill with some females It's maybe about time To like cut ties with them Or at least for a certain period of time Where you just limit that To like one, two times a day And also in business Like he said This guy repeatedly showed, showed us That he's not reliable He's a liar He's not trustworthy yeah, And sure. he's not efficient But we chose to keep working with him that person that was smoking and drinking Monday through Thursday, you kept choosing to hang out with them. So it's no one else's fault but yours. But but yours. it's your fault. Yeah. You chose to hang out with them. You chose to keep doing business with them. And ultimately, what it's doing is hurting my name. So if we were supposed to close on the 1st, it's the 7th or 8th. We were supposed to close in November. Yeah, we were supposed to close in November. Now it's December 8th or 7th. Or it's December like 8th or 9th. Yeah. And we still haven't closed. So they have no idea that it's ultimately his fault. Yeah. They're looking at us. And that's going bad on our name. Definitely. So that's all of a, a, a choice that we chose to deal with as of working with him. Yeah. And and pretty much, that's like you said, that's what we chose to do. And with that being like pretty much a lot of people would blame others, right? Most of us would blame other people. We'll literally go and be like, I'm not sure why this is happening. Like saying, for instance, in this case, we could literally be like, bro, it's his fault, bro. It's his fault, bro. We not, it's his fault. But really, ultimately, what it all boils down to, and this what a lot of things in life, period. What it usually boils down to is a decision that you made in the beginning that caused a chain reaction of those problems that you were having. So a lot of us pretty much just got a blame thrower, right? Not a flamethrower, a blame thrower, where you always trying to go out here and point at other people. You're trying to point and be like, no, nah, it was their fault, it was their fault, and they fault, instead of going and taking responsibility and be like, well, of course they did wrong, or of course that bad thing happened, but it's because you made the decision to take that initial action that caused all that stuff to happen. So I'm trying to think of a good example. Like you get sick, right? Yeah. Like like during COVID or whatever. You somebody got sick. Somebody gets sick during COVID. And they they literally said, hey man, don't go outside, don't go to clubs, wear your mask and everything like that. People still will go outside. Not wear their mask, do what they got to do, and they ain't, you know, exactly. And I, I won't wear my mask and stuff too. I'm gonna be honest, but I still wouldn't be mad and blame someone else if I did get sick. Why wouldn't I blame somebody else? It's because what what does that do? A lot of people be like, "Man, that's the government fault. We getting sick." Well, you should. I mean, they might have put it out there. They might have, but you could have you could have kept it from getting to you if you would have just put on a mask. You now, can't blame the government. You got to blame yourself for the fact that you got sick. Now, let me throw this out there. Who do you respect more? The person that just stands up and take responsibility like, oh, I could have did this better. Um, it's my fault that I wasn't able to do this on time. Mm-hmm. Or do you respect the person that goes when they they hold themselves to an obligation and they're like, oh, let me start. There's like there's th- three good reasons why I couldn't get this done. Uh, the first one that. is I had to take my cat to the vet. Uh, it was feeling sick. I saw a, a a patch of fur that was coming off in the back of his tail. Um, my mom was in the hospital, and also 
I went to the park while I was running. And I lost my left shoe. And Please. my turtle died. And my turtle died. But I didn't even lie. add that in there. That was number four. <laughs> so who gets more respect? The person that goes ahead and say, that's my fault. I told you that I was going to be able to do this by this time. But it's not looking like I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah. Or the person that's like, oh, my turtle died. I had to take my cat to the vet. And my mom needed a ride to the airport. <laughs> who gets more respect? Of course, the person that take all the responsibility going to get respect because the reason that it's so powerful, because a lot of people probably like, bro, what is that benefiting me if I just take all responsibility for the problems? Most of the time, you get all those. Oh, my God. Somebody calling me. I'm trying to end it. Sorry, guys. Hey, but now, so pretty much it's so important to be a stand up guy or be someone that takes that responsibility head on. The reason that it's so it's so important is because if you take responsibility of the problems that you're having, you give yourself all the power to fix those issues. If you blame someone else, then you give them the power to fix your issues. And guess what they're not going to do or guess what that situation is not going to do. It's not going to fix your issues. So I always rather had a ball in my court knowing that, you know what? I'm the reason I woke up late. Not because my alarm didn't go off. It, did, it didn't go off because I didn't set my alarm when I was supposed to last night. Or That's smoking why. smoking a little weed last night. Exactly. Or something like that. You feel me? Or, or, or I was drinking. Or I went to sleep a little late. Or I was having sex. I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning having sex or something. Now I woke up late. Now I'm like, dang, bro. I'm tired because all this didn't happen. But no, ultimately, you guess what you can say to fix that? That problem of you waking up late i woke up late so guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to sleep earlier because that was my fault nobody else fault or i just or the excuse of i didn't set my alarm i forgot to set my alarm how about you set an alarm to remind you to set your alarm i mean shit you just solved your own problem me personally i said like three three alarms and then i got like a fail safe like at the last minute like the fail safe is like i'm already gonna be late but it's a fail safe, so yeah. I'm at least gonna get up. Yeah, for sure. And and one thing, one thing good about BJ though, for sure, <laughs> he really don't make excuses. So like, I, we be going jujitsu to the gym, working out and shit like that. And some days he'll miss, right? And he, I ask him, I'd be like, bro, why you miss, bro? Like, what happened? He be like, shit, I woke up and I fell back asleep. No okay. and, and he <laughs> and he don't feel no type of way about it. But at the end of the day, he not blaming nothing else. He just like, shit, I woke up and I fell back asleep. He, he don't say like damn I was up late last night So I had to get some rest I was tired Nah he was just shit I woke up and I went back to sleep Man so sometimes I'm gonna keep it real on the podcast <laughs> So sometimes I do be up late After hours just doing some bull <laughs> Affect me I, from waking I up know, in the morning And I know he do you know, it's crazy. <laughs> like, Of course cause we don't really talk After bro, after we leave the goddamn From working or whatever we don't talk So I don't know what he doing tonight I know he be doing some BS though yeah, so sometimes I be doing some bull that don't like it. Like I know it's a slim chance that I wake up the next morning, <laughs> but I still wake up and I'm like, "Hey, I missed it. I missed it." So like, but, I don't really like give too much detail. I just like, "Hey, for I sure, I didn't get up." And and, and he keep responsible and he take responsibility for that. But of course, I'm gonna respect that. Like this week, I know for a fact, like my um, my one of my employees or whatever, right? One of my employees, he um, he missed a day where he was supposed to work, like a, a shift that he was supposed to work that day. And he literally he called me. He was just like, "Michael, I'm so sorry. Uh, my please stop the accent. <laughs> please, that's how, that's please how stop that. That's how he talks. It's my boy though. My boy right man. now. Okay, shout out to him. Man, he, get a, he, get, he be getting us deals We got one undercut One of his deals right now Pending So I fuck with him But He he goes Hey Michael um, I'm so sorry I I, I woke up late uh, I woke up on time But my computer Wasn't turning on So I, When it wasn't turning on I had to update my computer And then I fell asleep So I missed my shift And I'm just I'm so sorry I'm like Okay Cool Whatever But can I call on no, no, Sunday wait, no, wait, and no, Saturday no, wait, wait, Yeah exactly So he start trying to because he worked hourly, so he like. But can I make? I still need to get paid, so can I make up this day and this time? And I have a wedding to go to this week, so I won't be to call that day. Blah blah. And I just said, um, nah, nah, you just won't get paid for those hours. And he was like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, man, shit, that's your fault. He didn't take responsibility. Now, if he would have took responsibility, I probably would have felt different. But he didn't, so I, he made all those excuses. So I said, shit, you just not getting paid this week. You're going to get paid for what you do. That's what's ultimately going to happen. 
So pretty much, bro. And I, I like I said, I still respect him. I still appreciate him or whatever. And he's still gonna keep working. Now you don't get too many of those, of course, because he luckily, luckily that day wasn't a day that we usually. That's a day we have to go look at houses and stuff. But luckily that day we happened to be home, so I was able to just take over the shift. So, but hey, take 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 responsibility. Stop using that blame thrower. Stop stop trying to find who you could blame and who you can tell. You know what I mean? So, just be able to take responsibility for your actions. When you fuck up, you fucked up. Not nobody else. Even if it is some other parties involved, you fucked up because you des- you 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 decided to work with those parties. I know somebody on a day to day. Their blame thrower is on a hundred percent at all times. Name drop. Name drop. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> you know. You're quite you're you're good friends with them. They blame thrower is on blast. I'm gonna find out. We're gonna talk about it off camera. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we gotta talk about it. He already know who it is, guys. He's just acting dumb. I don't know who it is. Well, I okay, you. we're gonna get into the next topic. So, what I wanted to say is, guys, you have to help yourself before you help anybody else. That's like you have to help yourself and put yourself in a position where you're able to help uh, potential business partners, potential like your family members. Like put yourself in position first Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of times Your family would see you doing something good Or going down the right path And they're like okay You're doing great I'm so proud of you Let me hold $20 <laughs> And it's like dang like, I was like two steps from my goal Of having Doing $100 a day But let me go ahead and give you this $20 then the next day, somebody else needs some money. Yep. And then you go ahead and give it to them. So what you're ultimately doing is you're staying in the same spot, staying stagnant. And it's really bad like with the, with your family because you feel like naturally, you feel like you owe your family something like your mom, your dad, your brother, sister, anybody that took care of you. Yeah. You feel like you owe them something. So you have like a soft spot in your heart because I know I do. We know, like when um, a family member asked me for some money, I j- I'm just like, hey, here, yeah, you know what I mean. And I tell them straight up, I'd be like, I don't even want that back, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know me and you personally, like just to put the business out there on the podcast, but we probably like gave family members like over thousands of dollars and didn't even want it back in return. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's real stuff. And, and that's not some. That's not something that you you want to do. You don't want to get in the habit. First of all, I'm not little baby. I tell my family that all the time. I say I'm not little baby. If you honestly, if you really care about somebody, why like, why would you do that? Like, if I actually care about somebody, why would I go out there and just give them handouts? It don't make sense. So, like you were saying, you can't help someone else before you help yourself because ultimately you're not going to grow. And then you're not going to be able to set that example for the person that you're trying to help. I'm going to help you by setting the example of actually sticking to my rules, sticking to what I said that I'm going to do. So when I do get up, 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 now you're going to say, well, now I see why he ain't giving them $20. I see why he ain't giving them $100 that day. Not because of not 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 necessarily because it it is it's not helping you. It's just it's not helping them, right? So if you want to set a good example for your family, and if you want to help your family out, and I'm just saying family because it could be any it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be family. If you really want to help them out, say no. I realize that with a lot of my family members, you. You keep saying yes, 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 and you keep giving them, giving them, giving them things. So therefore, they're not growing because they always think, you know what, son, he always gonna help me, or they always gonna be there to help me, and that's not the case. So, or that is gonna be the case, and you're gonna steady going backwards, whether they going forward. So it's kind of like you really have to understand that it's not helping anybody. It's it's hurting you. It's hurt, it's hurting the person that you're helping. Now, of course, I'm not saying that. It's not okay to help sometimes. It's okay to help sometimes, right? Especially your family. You want to help. That's cool. But you got to learn how to say no because when you start getting money and they see you doing pretty good for yourself, they're going to hit you up and they're going to ask. And therefore, now they're just standing. You're standing in. Because it's one of those situations like me and Mike both could like agree to this. Like we both pray to be in a position where we like help our family out. Yeah. Be able to be a provider. Like oh we need to get together oh it's at my house yeah I got sure. the I got the big house 
that area we could barbecue got the pool in the backyard yeah we both prayed about that mm -hmm. to be that tear caretaker for our family but like if it's getting to a point where it's just like it's hurting you and you're not progressing you gotta like find the time to like just like you said learn to say no like i'm like now in my life i'm getting like more and more like just built in mature to say no like, and i can't i'm not gonna do that yep for sure like, you don't have 20 dollars on you i'm like no not for you yeah <laughs> and, and you got to say that and really when you start really learning how to say no it this is when it will happen and this is how it happened for me and i'm pretty sure it's starting it's i have for bj too when you realize at one point you had a certain amount of money. You felt like you was at the top of the world. And then you go down. And then you realize, if I would have never gave them folks that $1,000, I would still have that damn $1,000. I be thinking that, man. And I, I always happen at the right time. And, like, and, I'm like, I just gave you 1000 Now I need this damn 1000 Where the show, fuck is it? Is that exactly. And you're and, not paying it back. And that's, and that's when you ultimately learn that, hey, you got to say no. Because just because you up at that moment doesn't mean you always going to be up. Especially in business overall, like you can be up at one point, but as soon as you start, soon you, you will learn it. As soon as you go through the, as soon as you go through the the, the ebb and flows of business, you'll learn. You'll yeah. learn. And I our family, you. our family know we love them. Yeah, love for them. sure. We love y'all with all our heart. But this the stuff that just be having us pacing in the room. Like <laughs> I just sent you that five hundred. Now I done got in a fender bender and the bumper cost five fifty. <laughs> Like what the fuck? You be like, that's exactly what I just gave out. Now Max. I gotta go give out another five hundred. And and that's just, bro. That's just how. Honestly, that's just how the dice roll, really, bro. You feel me? So it's kind, it's kind of like you'll you'll start. Okay, yeah, you'll start. You'll start. You'll start learning these things as soon as soon as you go go through some things, right? But. So so pretty much it's kind of it just get it get real difficult. Now there now it is kind of a it's kind of it's iffy. It's hard, right? It's hard because now I, I just said it's okay to help family, right? I definitely say it's okay to help family okay. from time to time because that's what you asked for, right? And just because you asked for it and you expected to be in another position in a better position than you are in now. You thought when I when I say I want my family to start bending and ask me for money, you thought you was gonna be a millionaire, but now nah, it just happened when you got fucking five, ten, fifteen thousand in the bank. Yeah, I now I that's like I'm kicking my feet up. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. nah. They start asking. They start asking immediately. Like you know how you you got some grandparents that just give you like twenty, a hundred dollars at a time, and I thought it was just gonna be like that. Like oh, here's five thousand. I go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's like here's five thousand, and I'm like, okay, you can hop off. Let me go cold call. Right? <laughs> Let me go get this real quick, <laughs> right? Let me get back to the basics and get this out the mud for real. It's exactly. So, so when when you do say I can help family, but at the same time I can't help too much. What's the middle ground for that? So, what is the middle ground? For when you can help family. Like, what is that determining factor that say, all right, this is a good time to help, and this is not a good time to help? Like, what is that for you? Man, the middle ground is like, okay, like, because we're, we're more so, like, goal-oriented yeah. like people. So, I feel like the middle ground is like, okay, I hit my goal for this month. I'm doing great. I'm hopping <laughs> into other stuff. Yeah. I'm going in. I'm trying to get this property here, this property there. So you know for sure you have like a little money coming in or something. Yeah, you got some money coming in, some monthly cash flow. You got some money left over that you're like real comfortable. Like, cause this is like a landmark. Like you yeah. never you never seen this in your bank account before. So you're like, okay. Cause you know when we was like in that mode, we going out to club, different clubs every month. We think we going out there. We just live it. What what Pushaisi said left my left pocket in the club. <laughs> when we just out there leaving our left pocket in the club, like yeah, that's when it's like my left pocket in the club could be helping out my family members. For sure. So when we was in that mode, just going out every weekend, just partying, yeah, buying the best bottle, living it up, that money or that position that we were in ultimately could be going to our family. Yeah. So it's instead of leaving our lip pocket in the club, 
we could be helping our family member out and just giving them that money that we would have ultimately had fun with. Yep. So when I just feel like when you meet your goals or you're like you never like you reached a point that you never seen before and it's something new for you, like and you got that little extra cash flow, that little money left over. That's when it's like a time like okay, I can help out a little bit. Okay. Until I set them new goals for myself. Okay. I think I think I probably got a different perspective than you. Go ahead, cause I already know you do. <laughs> so, motherfucker. So, so, so this how this how this how you. So you you base you base helping others off of what you got going on. I base me helping others off of what they got going on. Mm. Right. So okay, I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. So I'm a, me personally, right? I know I'm gonna always be straight. Like I'm always have some money. I'm always be straight. You feel me? Abundance. Like that's what I'm gonna have. So I'm gonna have some money to give you. But really, it start going off of what is the First of all, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? That's one of the main things that I look at before I just say I'm finna help you. Because if I see you doing things that aren't fruitful, then therefore that's why you're in a position that you're in. You need to learn. I'd rather give you a lesson and teach you that this is why you're in the position that you're in rather than just help, rather than just giving you money. Now, also, it's about how how urgent this situation is. Like, now, sometimes I start throwing some examples out there. <laughs> yeah. So, say if somebody, do, do you not understand what I'm saying? Just give an example, like okay, you asking for this, you asking, you asking for fifty dollars, hey. but you went ahead and did this. Yeah, yeah. Let, hey. Let's be the red thing. Give some examples. Hey, Possibly hey. throw some names. In there. No, you name drop me. <laughs> so, you, so, so pretty much, I'm going, I'm going off of exactly what. They are doing, bro. That's what I'm doing. So, and also the urgency of their situation. So, first, it's what they doing in life. If they working hard, they trying to get it. But sometimes, you know, you come upon a hard time. I get it. Therefore, shit. You know what? I see you working. Here you go. I see you're trying. So you're not just going around just looking for a handout. You've been working. You did all you could do to get that first. But now the deadline coming in. You need it. I can help you. Cool. Boom. Now, the other thing is how urgent the situation is. If you call me, ask me for $20 because you need you need some a shirt to wear, but not just a shirt to wear to go out. Not a shirt just because you ain't got no clothes, but I need a new shirt so I can go out this weekend. No, I'm not giving it to you. And you know what's crazy to me? Like, because we're older now. Yeah. So we start to see more and more and we understand. Uh-huh. So it's like the older people... They ask us for money like it's life or death. But I'm like, when I was oh my when I was when I was like 12, 13 years old, where was you getting this money from that was life or death now that you need? This what this what happens though. They start getting a crutch. You are a crutch now. So therefore, shit, I, I used to have to grind and work for the shit, which I don't want parent, especially not my parents. I mean, my mom. <laughs> Especially my mom. I don't want my mom to have to fucking stress and worry now at this point or try to have to go work an extra job to get the money. Yeah. But sometimes you be like, so well, I get what you're saying. You're saying, so before I was able to help you, and it may be somebody else that's not your parents. Before I was able to help you, then how the, how the hell you did it before? How you was getting by. So go figure it out again, just like you was figuring out before. I feel what you're saying. I get exactly what you're saying. Like, go figure that yeah, shit like, out. Let me say no and let's see what happens. Let's watch. Let's see. And I be doing that now, and I be like, "Oh, they figured out, shit." Because they, they just gonna call. They gonna call you, and, and you keep saying yes. You keep saying yes. And most of the time, when they figured out, it's because they just went and asked somebody else. Shit. All right, whatever. You figured the shit out. I see. Okay. Okay. And I want to talk about something else. Like a lot of people, they go ahead and see something on TikTok. They go ahead and see something on Instagram, and they just think, "Okay, that's my way out. That's how I'm gonna do." Yeah. Cause like I know wholesaling, it looks like appealing to other people. It's amazing. People are like, "Oh, you're wholesaling? I've been wanting to do real estate every time. Let bro. me do it every time." Like or like Airbnb. Oh, you do Airbnb? Oh, I want to do it. That looks great. I did all that. <laughs> you want to do Toro? Oh, that looks great. Let me go ahead and do it. But what people don't understand, if you don't have the right structure, yep. or like the right setup of that business. You will lose momentum. So that's like in wholesaling. If I get a lead and this person wants to close on the house, okay, he wants to close on the house. 
Now I'm following him, 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 all the way to closing. Guess what I just missed out on? I just missed out on my uh, whole pipeline. Yep, yep. I don't yep, have yep. no new leads. Yep. I'm literally just getting that closing because I wasn't keeping the business up and running. Why I had that? Okay, I want to sell my house lead. Right. I I didn't keep the business going. Right. Because you got stuck on one thing. Yeah. Because I got stuck on. So like I was saying, a lot of times people lose the momentum in their business to keep going and catapult it catapulting them to like those profits those margins that they set out for themselves is because they don't have the right business mark like they don't have the right business structure set up yeah so like a lot of times uh, you okay i'll get a lead okay i'm trying to grow that lead all the way to the end all the way to the closing but what i did was i set myself up to have a bad month because i wasn't continuing getting those leads getting yeah. that deal flow yeah. in because I was trying to walk him all the way to closing. So I really hindered myself from building up my pipeline, keeping my pipeline straight, which is ultimately a, a, a catalyst in business. Your your pipeline is really everything. what your business is. It's yeah, everything. for sure. Because what's in your pipeline is going to show you what you're going to make this month, what you're going to make next month, what you're going to make this month. For sure. But if I stay on one person and follow them all the way to the end and neglect the rest of the part of the business, I'm really hurting myself and hindering myself from growing. Yeah. And I guess I guess I guess that that definitely is a bad business structure. Right. Because what one like what you were just saying was about the pipeline. We a lot of people make mistakes, especially when they first start doing wholesaling. Hey, zoom in on my face right here. So I can fucking I'm cutting this shit up and I'm fucking posting it. How <laughs> you know you about to go in? I know, I know I'm about to do it. So therefore, but for real though, so all just aside though, so make sure that you are keeping up with your pipeline because pretty much in business, it's gonna be a time where you are having some type of trouble. Um and usually to deal with those troubles, you have to make sure that you are handling a pipeline, especially in wholesaling. So you like what you're saying. I just they just stay with one person, stay with one person, stay with one person. Now you're not paying attention to the other leads that's going on. And you have to learn how to be able to have a good system in place or a good structure in place so you can make sure that you're taking care of all the components of your business so that's why it's important to have things such as a crm that's why it's important to have things such as a text messaging system that's why it's a a, a cold call or a dialer it's important to have those things so when you are dealing with that person while that while that property is in escrow and it's when to close you could be working on the second the third the fourth the fourth one you can't wait and you can't hold on and be like Bro, why was you doing that, bro? <laughs> All right, go ahead, bro. Why, why would you do that? <laughs> like, nah, for real, though. So, just bottom line is, have a good business structure. Make sure that you're keeping up with those things. And, and especially in, in wholesaling, having a good, in any business, it's important. Business structure is everything. Because, say if we just, a lot of times people don't, I, this is a huge, nah, I'm about to go in right here. Because it pisses me off. This is This pisses me off. Bruh, wholesaling, it ain't working for me, bruh. And I really just don't understand why it ain't getting no deals. Okay, cool. How many hours you call on this week? I mean, shit, I called. I called about two hours. I called two hours yesterday. I called an hour the the day the day before that. So, shit, I probably called about, no, about four hours this week. Nigga, do you not understand? I'm dialing eight hours a day or six hours a day plus sending text messages every day. Plus text messages Like there is no chilling You get what I'm saying So y'all make, A lot of people make excuses Because they don't have The right business structure They don't have the right Systems in place Your system should be I'm dialing I'm cold calling For six hours a day Alright I'm sending text messages For at least I'm, I'm cold calling For at least three or four hours a day I'm sending text messages For the rest of the day 
so I can make sure that I am keeping a consistent pipeline. And then when I get that pipeline, I got to make sure that I'm structuring that pipeline, make sure I'm keeping up with that pipeline. So now I'm got, I got a lead. I got a CRM. So therefore, I'm putting my lead in my CRM. Now I got times with dates where I'd be reminded to follow up with those leads because when you're making that many calls and that many text messages, you're going to get leads that probably won't close on that day. It'll probably close maybe shit six months two years we've literally been closing deals this year from two years ago literally like for real and and that's how it is in any business right pretty much if you have your systems in place you can be successful if you are consistent you can be you can be successful and you will be you will be successful and long consistency is pretty much the only way like people think they're looking for some type of cheat code Really, the only thing is consistency. As long as you keep trying to keep going, you're going to be successful. So basically what he's saying is you could be in the best like business field. Let's say real estate. Uh-huh. Let's say the trucking industry. But if your business structure, your business structure is faulty and not efficient. Right. You will ultimately run that business to the ground because you're not maximizing on your opportunities that can be gained from that field that you're in. Like you said, in real estate, if you have a deal and it's a go and you follow that deal all the way to the end and you neglect all the in-between parts of getting a deal, getting the next deal, getting this deal that just came today. You're hurting yourself. If you have a trunking company, you have three trucks. You let that one truck run to from Georgia to Washington, and then you're just sitting until that truck gets back. And then you see your next truck when that gets back. You're hurting yourself. You need to have a structure where it's bouncing off of each other on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Like you need to have that structure going and flowing in a smooth motion where everything needs attention on a day-to-day basis. Everything needs to be moving on a day-to-day basis. If you're just sitting on one thing and focusing on one thing, you're neglecting another part of your business. So what you need to figure out is how I how I get every part of my business moving at the same time so so that when i'm even closing on a deal or i just dropped off a load i got another load booked and running for sure and what you we're pretty much what you're saying is with it's with structure because it's important to be be structured but it's really with a lot with being able to maximize your potential um, a lot of times we neglect maximizing our potential because we're so focused on one thing rather than getting a structure in place so we can make sure that we are taking care of everything so we can maximize the things that we have going on. So when we are maximizing our potential, we are getting multiple deals, right? We have multiple loads of those trucks going. So instead of saying, you know what? I know all I can do is keep following this one deal, one deal, one deal to get a closing. You're not maximizing the opportunities that you have with the time because with the time that you have. So you're going to use all your time trying to wait on that one deal to close and so worried about that one deal. But you're not maximizing your time because the time that you're doing while waiting, because that's what you're doing most of the time. It's waiting for a deal to close. You could have been using your time in another place. So you can continue growing something else and getting another deal going, like you were saying. So it's just about maximizing time and using your structure in the proper way so you can maximize your time, especially when it's starting off with just you. Because it's just you, you got to be able to spread your time into different places. So therefore, you're not just putting yourself in a box and putting yourself in a bad position to close one deal. But you got to understand, a deal usually closes at least 30 to 45 days to close most of the time. So... You want to make sure that you are. So when you close that deal, you're going to be like, oh, I'm good. But then you're going to be like, damn, I'm not closing next month. I'm probably going the next deal I close probably going to be a, a month or two months out. So that's one thing I want to say. And um, you about to say something? You got to go? go yeah. So like what I'm saying, when I say don't lose momentum, I'm just like find that groove or find that pivotal point in your business where it's just a cycle. It's a constant cycle. 
you know I need to hit A, B, and C to yeah. get to the finish line. And it's just continually rotating on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis. Don't be that person where, oh, I just had the hallelujah call. So I, I, I hopped in the wholesaling and I made $50,000. Yeah. Okay, but do you know what it feels like to have a $100,000 business per month coming in? Do you know what it takes to do that? Okay, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. So, like, instead of just focusing on the finish line, know how to keep that constantly coming in instead of, oh, I can hit once or twice a year on this instead of I can do this every month. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, listen, we getting used to this, John, man. We you know what I mean? Not jump, but we getting used to the microphones, man. We we, we going to try to... Probably going to get some stands next time something because... It's we just so used to having our shirts, so we just talking. But I mean, with, with real estate though, bro, are you like? Is this just uh, this is just a step in? Is this just a a step in the right direction to get to where you want to go, or is this like something that you really want to do for you? I feel Person. like for me, real estate is gonna be with me for the rest of my life. For sure. Like just the tools and traits I learned from real estate, I can't see myself like just getting into selling clothes and leaving it all alone. I feel like I will always like opt back to real estate and just maneuver that to the the maximum potential I can. Just because I really know like through wholesaling, honestly, like I really know like the ins and out of every aspect of real estate. I promise you. Yeah, you could come to me and quiz me on any form of real estate. Being a real estate agent, don't do it. He gonna get being a real estate investor, being a real estate seller, and I promise you, like I could show you the best thing you need to be doing, the the maximum potential you could be getting out of what you're doing, and I could show you the benefits that you could be doing. So I feel like me doing real estate now. I feel like it's going to stay with me until the end of time, honestly. Like, I, I see myself growing old with, like, having millions of dollars in equity, like, yeah. in houses yeah. and hotels and commercial property. Like, that's what I, I, I envision myself. Like, I see myself holding lots. Bitch! No, keep going. Shit. But um, right, I feel you. Going. Yeah, you keep going because shit. But, right, um, I keep going. Keep yeah. going. So, so like, so pretty much for me with real estate, all real estate, real estate is something that I'm always gonna do. It's all because real estate is an investment. Right now, we do it as a business, but ultimately, real estate is an investment. Right? We choose to do it as a business right now, but it's an investment. So therefore, I'm always gonna do real estate. Now, for now, is wholesaling always gonna be something I do? That's a different question. Wholesaling is something that I prop my I'm always gonna have a company that do wholesaling because right. even if Close I'm doing wholesaling even, every year. If it, even if I'm doing real estate and I'm over here acquiring, I got millions and millions of dollars in real estate, sometimes a property might come across my table that I may be like, shit, I could make 60 racks off this property and I don't really want it like that. Shit. I'm like, you get a skyscraper for 500 mil, you might wholesale it for uh-huh, uh-huh, like you know what so I mean? Eight hundred mil. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? So you, you make good money. So really, it's nothing to stop doing. Now, real estate is something I'm for, I'm always gonna do. I'm always gonna have a real estate company, even if I'm doing other things. Like obviously, people know that speaking and stuff like that is pretty much like my passion. Like that's something I really want to do. But and to just help others. Period. But real estate is an investment, bro. It's always gonna be there. And then when my company they come, they gonna it's gonna be more automated. Now I'm not gonna be in it all the time like I am. Right now, I'm not gonna always be cold calling, going to appointments. That's not gonna what I'm what I'm be doing. But I'm still gonna be doing real estate. But with with all that being said, pretty much like we need to stop. Um, that's a great song. He always trying to get an advertisement on his song or something. Like he's all just trying to sneak it in there. So sure, had to sneak it in there, but no. But pretty much, um, real estate. Something I was gonna do. But I know we saying a lot of stuff right now. We saying a lot of things, but don't overcomplicate it, right? We overlook the power of simplicity. We really overlook this power of simplicity, bro. We got to be able to realize that 
being simple is not bad, right? We expect something that make you a lot of money or something that give you a lot of success to be bad, right? Or, or something that, or not bad, bad, but be complex. Most of the time, it's really simple. Like people look at wholesaling and real estate, especially wholesaling, that sounds easy. It's simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's definitely simple. Sometimes we just have to realize that stuff is simple. People, people literally put themselves in a bad mindset because they be like, "Man, it can't be that simple. It got to be something else to it." No, you overthinking it. It's that simple. Because on a day to day basis, when we think about how we're gonna scale, we look back at it and we're like, "Wholesaling, it's not that much into." It. It's it's really not like it's very simple. So we're like, it's not too much that you could do to like. Just make it something completely different, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like why? Yeah, why? You gotta not? make like small tweaks in little movements in the things that you already do to amplify it. But wholesaling itself, it's a couple steps. And but to have a successful business in it, you have to. Be able to put yourself in, put your business and your employees in that position where they're able to get constant deals on a monthly basis and able to attain steady leads, steady uh, potential sellers on a daily basis and get them to the closing table. Yeah. And that same thing with uh, with anything, bro. You say you're selling merch. It's, just, it's simple. Go find a vendor. Get the vendor to make your clothes. Post your clothes. Post them. Market your Post clothes. Them. Sell the clothes. Simple concept. Simple. Super simple. But as we all know, it's not easy, bro. Everybody in the world, most people are selling merch or selling clothes. Just like people are looking for houses, Chinese wholesale. It's not easy, but you can make it easy with the work you put in. You make it easy with the work. A lot of times it's hard because we're not putting the work in. Most of the time shit get easy because we're working. People be like, damn, y'all close deals every month? Yeah. It's easy. But but I be thinking about it at the time, bro. We we literally think about something. We see how other people work and we be like, damn, we really work more than a lot of people. Some people be like, shit, yeah, bro, shit, I just, I be done already, shit, y'all. What's the script? What's the script? <laughs> yeah, so, um, between making and Wonder Robbins, we close about three to five a month. <laughs> For sure. So, and we, we, we also are expanding no, to Columbus, yeah, no, Georgia. Yeah. I, so, no, I started saying some new shit today. I, I ain't gonna count. I started saying some new shit today, but I ain't gonna say the fuck yet, but say it, say I started saying some new shit today, bro. I, man, I started telling nigga, I started telling, so we, we, we doing Wonder Robbins. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, uh, I, look, I'm I'm really looking to buy some property. I'm li- I've been buying properties in Macon. I sold most of my properties in Warner Robins. I'm looking to build my por- my portfolio up for Warner Robins. So that's why I'm contacting you right now, and that's why I'm actually trying to buy property. You probably like, dang, he said he's gonna close in 14 days. Yeah, it's simple because I'm trying to build my portfolio up. So can you help me out? You think you got a property that you could sell to me? Oh shit, I'd be on their ass. They'd be like. Yeah, I got something. You said you serious. Bye, 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 bye. Tell me everything. You feel me? Get yeah, so it. we we close three to five a month between <laughs> making and one of Robbins. And we <laughs> also dumb. are expanding to Columbus, Georgia. But my I feel like we've been here for a minute. We haven't been here that long. We That's haven't? Not, we haven't. We haven't. I don't haven't. care. All right, okay. Mike, give them give them give them something right, where sure. they could for think sure. about for the week. Where they you. could just ride in their car. They could punch their pillow, punch the air, and just think about and just what they need to do. Just give them God something it, where they can think about God for the week. It. Shit. I'm going to give them something. Taylor Port. <laughs> I'm going to give them something to think about, though, for sure. So just take the path. Just take the path. We're making it a lot more harder than, we, than it got to be. If you see something working, you see you like it, take it. Go ahead. Figure it out along the way. Don't take too much time trying to figure out, am I going to be able to make this work? Or is this the right thing? Bro, go ahead and do it. Especially if you're young. Shit, you ain't got nothing to lose. Especially most of the time, most people our age, you ain't got nothing to lose anyway. So go ahead and do it while you're young. Because when you get older, it's a lot harder. When you got a family and everything like that, you can't just take those risks. It's simple, guys. Just take the path. Look, if you hear, if you don't hear nothing else I just fucking said, just take the path. Take the path, people.
Hey, y'all make sure y'all follow me on at G I on Instagram. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at G I dot Mike underscore man. Like I said, y'all please continue to subscribe. Y'all please continue to like, comment, and make sure that you all are going over to the other platforms and leaving five stars, right? Cause we're trying to get this message out there to everybody else. So, man, y'all know y'all been on the porch. BJ, give them some, and then go ahead and let them know where to find you at. Man, I know everything looks good. Everything looks like the end of the rainbow. But make sure, instead of just focusing on the ending part, the closing part, you're doing everything in between to get to that ending, and you don't neglect the stuff in between. So, like I'm saying... You get a, a warm lead. You go look at the property. You make an offer. They agree. And you get that all the way to the attorney's office and you close. That boy said attorney office. All right, go ahead. I said what? The attorney office. I said what? Office. Office. I said attorney office. But yeah, yeah. So just make sure y'all see stuff as what it is. So a lot of times we look to the the ending part, the closing part, right. instead of looking at the stuff in between, right. right? Yeah, right, right. So we'll neglect. Okay, I need to go get a lead. I need to go make my follow ups. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need to go reach out. I need to go cold call. We just want to look at that person that said yes. I want to sell my house, but we need to continue to make. That that follow up, we need to continue to find more leads. Yeah, to end us to the ultimate point where we're closing on the house. So what I'm saying is, don't neglect the in between part. Don't neglect the hard part of just getting out the mud and just building it from the ground and finding the lead from the source. Just know that <laughs> all he's saying is, guys, don't neglect the process. Don't neglect the process. Yeah. Don't neglect the process at all, right? When you have something already in action, don't be scared and don't stop going to get something else. In what action. Mike said. So pretty much. What Mike said. Never neglect it. What Mike said. Stay in. What Mike said. Stay locked in. What Mike said. Keep going. What Mike said. Keep going. What Mike said. Hey man, we out this bit, man. Appreciate y'all for coming out and watching us today, man. Have a good week. Chase.